Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I was awoken by strange noises, which I thought may be coyotes. But after I was awake for a few seconds, I realized that I had never heard those screams before. In the next few seconds, all the dogs in the neighborhood went crazy. My dogs, which were located right outside my bedroom, were barking horribly. I was sure we were going to get complaints from all the neighbors. I had never heard my dogs bark so loud before. But after a few minutes, I went back to sleep. I had to get up early. That morning when I woke up, I asked my mom if she heard the dogs barking. She said that she hadn't, but my father did, and that he had said it must have been a bear because he smelt such an awful smell. After questioning my father, he had said that he had assumed that he had smelt a bear, but after thinking about it, he admitted that he hadn't smelt that exact smell before. When I went outside to check my dogs, they were guarding the fence and refused to come down. Nobody in my family actually saw Bigfoot, but from what I have read in other reports, I believe there are some similarities. (laughs) 
On September 12, 2015, while I was standing in the middle of my front yard waiting for my family to exit the van, to my right at 3 o'clock comes what looked like a jet black version of the Jack Skellington, an animated character, except the head looked like your typical gray alien head. There's a cement path that winds down into a fountain with surrounding benches and opens up into a playground, garden, and shed area. Up the cement path comes the black stick man and marches across the lawn very swiftly, going about twice as fast as a human would walk and its height was over seven feet tall. It came across the street under the streetlight onto my parents' gravel driveway and passed on the far side of the van. Then it continued straight down the gravel driveway and onto the side of our house. I got the impression it was very strong physically. When it had gone behind the gate, the doors to the van were opening and my sister was the first one out. I shouted, did you see that? And she said, it was all black. This confirmed my sighting. The only thing we could do was make sure our doors were locked. I haven't seen or heard anything since this incident. I saw a lot of weird stuff as a kid. One of the things was this long, super thin tube, jointed black robotic, like arm that would jut out from behind a certain road sign. On our routine weekend drive to the shore to visit my grandpa when he was still alive, we would come to a turn in the road right before we made a lift onto his street. I saw a long, thin insect-like, robotic-like arm come out from behind the street sign and make a grab for our vehicle. It shocked me. The next several times we went to visit him, though, nothing happened. One day, when I was in my early teens, I saw the exact same thing again, coming out from behind the same road sign. Freaky and pointless, but still made me question my reality. My name is Jack, and I was a government worker sent by the U.S. administration to track down a Bigfoot that had escaped from a CIA science experiment. I was a seasoned tracker, and I'd been chosen for the job because of my years of experience in the deep woods. As I ventured deeper into the forest, I couldn't help but feel a sense of unease. The trees were thick, and the shadows seemed to stretch on forever. And as the hours ticked by, my unease turned to outright fear. It wasn't long before I caught my first glimpse of the Bigfoot. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. A towering creature with matted fur and sharp claws. It seemed to be watching me, studying my every move with a keen intelligence that I hadn't expected. At first I thought that I could capture the Bigfoot alive and bring it back to the scientists who had created it. But as the days wore on, I began to realize that the creature was too powerful for me to handle. And then the attacks began. The Bigfoot seemed to be hunting me, stalking me through the woods with a ruthless determination. I was no match for its strength and agility, and I knew that my only hope was to outsmart it. But as I delved deeper into the mystery of the Bigfoot's origins, I discovered a document that unrevealed a sinister truth. The scientists who had created the creature were not working for the U.S. government, but for a secret organization with its own agenda. They had betrayed me and the, and the entire nation, and now I was caught in the middle of a deadly game of cat and mouse. In the end, I found out that CIA caught Bigfoot and jailed him. This experience left me shaken. I wanted to expose this secret organization. 
I couldn't shake the feeling that there was more to the story. The scientists had hinted at the existence of other experiments, other creatures that they had created and released into the wild. I couldn't ignore this knowledge, and so I began to dig deeper, determined to expose any other secrets that the government might be hiding. It wasn't long before I stumbled upon something that chilled me to the bone. The scientists had been experimenting with human DNA, splicing it with that of animals to create hybrid beings that were stronger, faster, and more intelligent than any human. And they had released these creatures into the wild, hoping to study their behavior and learn from them. I knew that I had to act fast before the hybrids could cause any more harm. But the scientists were one step ahead of me, and they had set a trap that I couldn't escape. One day, while I was going to work, a dark black van parked outside my home. To cut the long story short, I was captured, taken to a secret facility deep in the heart of the forest, and subjected to experiments of my own. They wanted to see if they could create the ultimate hybrid, combining the strength and agility of the animals with the intelligence and cunning of a human. For weeks I was poked, prodded, and injected with all manner of strange substances. I was given drugs that heightened my senses, and I could hear the creatures outside my cell pacing and growling in frustration. But despite everything they did to me, I refused to break. I knew that if I could just hold out long enough, someone would come looking for me. And sure enough, after what felt like an eternity, I heard the sound of gunfire and the unmistakable voices of my fellow rescuers, the just man at the U.S. government. I emerged from the facility a changed man, scarred by the horrors that I had endured. But I had also emerged stronger, smarter, and more determined than ever to uncover the truth and bring the scientists to justice. And as I walked away from the facility, leaving behind the horrors of the deep woods, I knew that I had found my true calling, to fight against the shadows and the secrets that threatened to consume us all. I wanted to share something I experienced in 2018, which, after reading some of the descriptions here, made me think posting would be a good idea. Maybe someone can comment on whether this fits the profile or not. This happened in Urbana, Illinois during spring 2018, around 8 p.m. I was driving an SUV through a residential area, 30 miles per hour, with moderate street lighting. I was coming back home from grocery shopping and turned a corner into the usual street. After driving one block, I saw something similar to a large white silver dog figure suddenly run towards the right front wheel of my vehicle. I gauged its size to be substantially larger than that of a German. Shepherd with an unusually bright hide, I braked quickly in fear of having run over it. Within seconds, I got off the car and performed a quick check. No signs of any injured animal no nearby rustling into an unkempt garden next to where it all happened, no animal crossing the road. This took less than five seconds. Then I paused and saw the same figure two blocks away from where I was, looking at me intensely for about 30 seconds. I looked back to the tire in my vehicle an instant, and it was suddenly gone when I checked again. All happened in less than a minute. After this, I drove around several blocks without signs of any dog or similar animal nearby for about 10 minutes. Estimating the distance and time between events, 
I am certain that it is not feasible for a dog, much less such a large one, to run that quickly that distance, particularly without seeing it under street lighting. I had been a park ranger for years, and I thought I had seen it all. But one night, deep in the heart of the forest, I encountered something that shook me to my core. I was on my nightly patrol, checking on the park's inhabitants and making sure everything was running smoothly. That's when I saw it. A dark figure lurking in the shadows with two glowing eyes that seemed to pierce through the darkness. As I got closer, I realized it was a Bigfoot, but not like any I had ever seen before. It was taller than any man I had ever seen, with broad shoulders and long arms that hung down past its knees. Its fur was a deep dark brown, almost black, and it seemed to shimmer in the moonlight. But it was the eyes that really caught my attention. They were a bright, glowing green, and they seemed to look right through me. I froze, unsure of what to do next. The creature let out a low growl, and I could feel the vibrations of its voice in my chest. I took a step back, but it didn't seem to be aggressive. It just stood there, staring at me with those eerie, glowing eyes. After a few moments, the Bigfoot turned and vanished into the forest, leaving me alone in the dark. I reported the sighting to my superiors, but they didn't believe me. They said it was just my imagination or that I had seen a bear or a trick of the light. But I knew what I'd seen. That Bigfoot was real, and it was out there lurking in the shadows of the forest. And I couldn't shake the feeling that it was watching me, waiting for its chance to reveal itself once again. I am a highway, a Native American, born and raised in a small village deep in the forest. I've always been at home in the woods, but I never imagined that one day I would be fighting for my life against an unknown creature. It happened on a dark and stormy night. I had been out hunting for food when I heard a strange noise. At first I thought it was just the wind, but then I saw it, a creature unlike anything I had ever seen before. It was large and hulking, with eyes that glowed in the darkness. It moved with an eerie grace, and I knew instinctively that it was not something I wanted to mess with. But before I could even think of what to do, the creature attacked me. It came at me with a fury, its claws slashing through the air. I fought back as best I could, using my bow and arrows to try and fend it off. But it was no use. The creature was too powerful, and it overpowered me easily. Just as I thought it was all over for me, the creature suddenly stopped attacking. It looked at me with its glowing eyes, and then it simply disappeared into the darkness. I was left lying on the forest floor, shaken and confused. What was that creature, and why had it attacked me? And why had it suddenly stopped just as it seemed like it was about to finish me off? For weeks after the attack, I searched the forest for any sign of the creature, but I found nothing. It was as if it had never existed in the first place, but I knew that I had not imagined it. The wounds on my body were proof enough that something had attacked me that night. Years passed, and I continued to live in the forest, always on the lookout for any sign of the creature that had nearly killed me. But it never appeared again, and I was left with nothing but my confusion and fear. 
To this day, I still wonder what that creature was and why it had attacked me. Was it simply defending its territory, or was there something more sinister at play? I may never know the truth, but I will always remember that dark and stormy night and the creature that left me shaken and confused. I have debated posting this because I don't know if it's classified as paranormal or just a weird event. This event happened around November 2022, and it was 8 p.m. I was by myself at the entrance area of the school. My dad and I go to evening or night school. I'm studying computer science, and my dad studies mechanical engineering. At that time, I had the three first periods free because my teacher was sick and I was hanging out at my dad's class when I saw that the break was coming up after it. I had class, and because of the distance, I decided to cross the campus so I won't be late to class. The break was ten minutes, and it took eight minutes to cross the campus at a normal pace. But due to my osteoarthritis, sometimes my legs are heavy and my walking is slow. That day was a day that my legs were heavy and my osteoarthritis was flaring up and my pace was very slow. So at 8 p.m., I was waiting for the bell to ring signaling the first break and I was sipping my hot chocolate from my thermos after having gone to the school cafeteria to get some ice cubes to put in because it was too hot. I was about to start scrolling through my phone since I was by myself and I felt very on edge. I was coming down from a week-long anxiety attack. I'm thinking it was because of that I felt on edge. To my left, there's this entrance door that leads to the second school on campus. My old high school, and where I was about a few minutes ago, since my dad's class is located in the basement of that building. Outside that building, there's a lamppost, and I turned to see it. A second after my eyes set on it, I noticed it was flickering. I thought nothing of it thinking that it must be bugs flying around it or because of what is happening with the energy crisis. Our town is lowering the voltages, causing that flickering as they did during scene lockdowns. Hence why I don't think it's paranormal, but what makes me post this here is how the flickering and the black that appeared in between it started becoming bigger and bigger and bigger every time. Three times flickered and the third time the black spot was very big. Then there was an oomph sound from everywhere and nowhere at the same time before almost the entire campus was dived into darkness. Everything was dark except the classes. I could see the lights from the space under the door. The darkness lasted for maybe two or three minutes. I jumped up and walked as fast as my legs would allow to the cafeteria to ask the lady behind the counter and the cleaner that was with her chatting if they were okay. To get to them from where I was, it would take me a minute tops. But when I entered the cafeteria, the lights came back on, and when I asked, they said there was no power outage. Confused, I walked back to the bench I was sitting at, and everything was normal. The bell went off, and a break ensued. But in the minutes of darkness, it was completely silent, and I felt dread and on edge, even a bit of fear. I'm used to power outages from living on an island growing up that had many times run out of power throughout the winter. So I always carry a flashlight with me and I'm... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Make sure my phones always have flashlights. What was that darkness? Why was I the only one to live through it? I asked my dad, and he said there was no power outage. Same answers from fellow classmates and my mom when I asked them. Any theories? I was target shooting. I had set up my targets and was just getting ready to begin my first string. A sudden high-pitched warbling sound began nearby. I had my ear, muffs on to protect my ears from the rifle blast, but lesser noises could still come through. When I first heard the noise, I thought it was an elk, but thought to myself that it was the wrong season for elk to be bugling. I turned in the direction of the sound and saw a large, hairy, erect humanoid figure standing on the other side of the road, about eighty feet away. I was immediately shocked at the sight, but I knew it meant me no harm. It could have easily slipped up behind me and wrung my neck before I even knew it was there. I couldn't understand why it just stood there, looking at me. As I began to change my position, it called out again with a shorter and less intense squeal. I saw no exterior sexual organs, probably because I spent the entire time looking at the face, wondering what was going to happen. I think it was a male, though, because it acted male. I could easily be wrong. It stood there looking at me for about thirty seconds, I think, before it turned and stepped into the brush. Afterwards, I had to let my nerves settle down for a while before I could even attempt to shoot. I kept looking at the spot I had seen it and tried to estimate how big it had been. As nearly as I can figure a guess, it was about seven. One half feet tall, covered with long, dark brown hair, except for a few white hairs across the shoulders, similar to gorillas and some older men. The arms seemed too long, extending almost to the knees. It made no noise as it entered the brush, passing through the foliage as quietly as if it were a ghost. When I was about seven or eight, I had a disturbing encounter with some kind of creature or entity. I lived in the Appalachian mountain range of Pennsylvania. It was November, around when daylight saving time occurred. I remember it was supposed to be a school day, but since the snow was so heavy, the buses were not able to drive out in the morning, so school was canceled for a snow day. I was so excited to spend the rest of the day outside in the snow. We had an acre of property going quite far back into the woods. I was walking deep into the forest to a small frozen pond past my property line. All of a sudden the woods went dead silent. No birds, no wildlife scurrying around. Absolutely nothing. I remember thinking it was strange, but kept walking to make it to the pond. I should have turned around right then and there, but was just a naive little kid. After I reached the pond, everything was still completely silent, and the hairs on the back of my neck felt like they were rising. I started to get frightened, but I didn't know why. I felt like something really bad was going to happen to me if I didn't leave at that moment, so I decided to run. Back home, 
As I arrived to my backyard, I realized it was so late, and the sun was actually setting. My mom came running outside, asking where I was literally all day, and to never ever disappear like that ever again. None of this made sense to me, because I had only been outside for about 20 minutes. I left my house with my snow gear on at around 10 a.m., right after getting the snow day call. It was now almost 8 p.m., meaning I had been gone for around 10 hours. I have no idea what happened and how I had been gone for such a long period of time. I remember only being out there for such a short period of time. I don't know if this was a skinwalker encounter or even a windigo encounter. Has anyone else had this happen to them? Was it some kind of creature? I didn't see anything at all while out there. I didn't lose track of time and I didn't fall and hit my head or anything. What do you think happened? Please let me know in the comments. My brother, Colby, and I had plans to go shooting squirrels that afternoon, so we chose our favorite spot. We packed all of our gear and headed out. It was a nice day, not a cloud in the sky. The squirrels will be everywhere today, Colb. We pulled up to the bottom of the clear cut and unloaded. The clear cut we're in is a good five acres. We made our walk to the top where we usually turn around and head back for the truck. Of course, my brother and I were firing away on the walk up at squirrels the whole time. We both heard it, but we didn't say anything until it did it again. The sound was close to 70, 5 to 100 yards away, across a little creek and up a slope. Up in the timber, we could hear something hitting two rocks together and wrestling around, making noise. You could tell this was no squirrel, but something large and heavy. We could hear its heavy footsteps make thuds in the ground. This went on for three minutes before we turned and went the other way quickly as possible. Colby and I both felt that something was watching us that day. We'll be back for him later. Not to mention the excellent squirrel hunting. Hey all, I have worked overnight at a nursing home for about three years now. During my time here, we've probably had 60-plus people pass. I've noticed that sometimes, when certain strong-willed people pass, there is some sort of electrical disturbance that happens. I used to think it was just a coincidence, but it has happened like eight-plus times since I've been working overnight. It can last up to two weeks after someone passes. Some examples. One lady passed at around 9 p.m., there's a door that leads outside two doors down from a room. The door is always locked and requires a number combo to unlock. The door's silent alarm tripped at 11.30 p.m. The door alarms only go off if someone opens it. After 10, it's just overnight crew and we stick together. We checked it out and there was no one there. It happened two more times a few days apart. A man passed near the front of the building. The silent alarm for the front door went off every night at around 2 a.m. It happened for about a week, and then it stopped. One lady passed at 12. We were watching TV, and all of a sudden it felt like a shockwave passed through the building. The lights in the TV area flickered off and on for a quick second. The TV turned off and turned back on. I joked that maybe that lady had passed. We checked on her, and she had just passed. Her body was still warm.
Her neighbor's TV had also turned on and was on a static channel. Each room has a button on the wall that sends an alarm to the caregivers. We have had those go off multiple times in rooms where people have recently passed. Always freaks us out when it happens. To this day, I haven't seen anything but too many electrical disturbances happen close to someone's passing for it to be a coincidence. Has anyone else experienced any stuff like this? I grew up in southern Georgia in the woods and swamps hunting and hanging daily. Fast forward 20 years. I'm on my lease hunting property near Whitmire, South Carolina. I found it strange that the old guys in the club would never ever hunt alone in these woods. I normally carry a 30 aught 6 rifle while in the woods. One evening it was getting late, 20 minutes or so maybe before dark. I'm watching some small ponds sitting over a road in the tall pines. I'm in my climber maybe ten feet or so up in the tree. I love the woods but hate heights. The woods are loud but then very quiet. Okay, I thought. I was just hoping for a big buck. The next thing I hear is someone walking towards me in the small pines. But then they just stop. It's getting really dark. I start hearing deep groans where the walking had stopped. I'm thinking that it was a bear or a cat which would be very uncommon in this area. A big cat, maybe. But bears this far south is not normal. It gets very quiet again. I could see the small road well in the moonlight. The next thing, I hear the groans are immediately under me, almost beside me. Now the groans are becoming growls. Also, the odor was a bit overwhelming, just like a dead animal in the woods. I thought that a stinky animal was climbing on my tree and felt like I was going to be grabbed. I started moving a bit, trying to get my gun pointed down and lifting my feet. I was shaking because I was freaking scared. I could hear heavy breaths. I started yelling down, if you're a club member trespassing, I don't care. Just identify yourself or I'm gonna freaking start shooting. I thought someone was trying to get at me in the tree stand. I never heard another sound and the foul odor was gone. I put my gun on my back and started slowly climbing down the tree. No more than two or three steps down the tree, I smelled that awful odor again. Then I heard a low groan. It was right in front of my face, but it was so dark that I saw nothing. It scared me so bad I stood up and jumped into the dark in the other direction. When I hit the ground, I rolled around, jumped to my feet, and ran down to the road. I ran as hard as I could to the gravel road where I could see well in the moonlight. At this time, I remembered that my buddy was down at the bottom of the road in the small pines where I put him in a big box stand. I didn't see his light, so I had to run down that road to get to the bottom by the rivers. He was down by the rivers. When I ran up to him, he said, Man, there's some weird destee going down. We need to go. We slowly walked together back up toward the gravel road. I heard someone walking on both sides of us all the way. I think my buddy was hearing it too. We didn't speak during the entire walk, maybe five to six hundred yards for some reason. I didn't feel my gun was going to help. I had hollered earlier, threatened to shoot, and whoever this was, they weren't scared. When we got to the gravel road, the entire atmosphere had changed. It was almost eleven o'clock at night by then. My buddy didn't talk much. We went back to camp and had some food. We went to bed. 
I could hear him rolling around all night, and I didn't sleep a wink. This story happened to a friend of mine. I share it here with his permission. My friend described what he experienced as follows. Year, 1986. There were no electricity or road in the village. The villagers had to go to Eiligay, a city of Turkey, to meet their needs. The road to the center was two, three kilometers from the village. It was necessary to be on this road at 4.30 a.m. to reach Elazig. There was only one car that goes to Elazig. The car was coming back like noon. The road used to go to Elazig was called Cinderazi, Demon Creek, by the villagers, and they thought that strange events were happening there and that it wasn't auspicious. Me and two of my friends started preparing at 3 p.m. to hit the road. The road we had to cross that included the Demon Creeks to reach Elazig was on our minds. First, we planned to cross the ridgeway, then the Demon Creek, and enter the highway that leads to Elazig. Afterwards, we hit the road. We lighted our cigarettes while being in a deep conversation. It was utter darkness. There wasn't even moonlight. We were slowly encouraging ourselves to cross the Demon Creek and thinking about that moment. We were getting close to the Demon Creek, but first we had to cross the ridgeway. The path was so narrow that two people could not walk side by side, and it was filled with big bushes. We were moving in. The single line. I was the last one in the row. The first guy in the row, named Kamal, suddenly stopped, and he mentioned that there was a black dog watched us without moving on the way. I thought to myself, it's one of our village dogs. My friends were very nervous. We were getting more scared of the stories that we had heard since our childhood. I was scared and started reciting Bismillah. It's a Muslim prey. The dog suddenly got out of the way and disappeared after moving a few meters away in the bushes. After the dog had disappeared, we thought to ourselves what the dog was doing there and continued to walk. After walking for one to two minutes, Kimiel suddenly stopped again and yelled. It's the same. Dog again, Hosen, before moving a few steps back. Three of us didn't know what to do because of confusion and fear. The dog was looking at us again. I recited Bismillah again. The dog stood up and vanished again at the bushes. My friend said, hi, let's go back and don't go there. And I said, we need to cross this road. If we don't, we will have to tomorrow. We will use this road for shopping and calm them down. Then we continued to our path. My friends were scared. Of course do I. We were talking about why did the dog appear at us again. I tried to calm them down by saying it's just a common dog and following us. We continued to our path. We couldn't believe our eyes what we had seen after three five minutes. A cold black goat was standing on the road like blocking the way. We were so scared. We started to pray and recite Bismillah. The goat suddenly disappeared. Disappearing of the goat made me comprehend that these events weren't ordinary at all. And we got scared seriously, but going back was unnecessary. I calmed my nerves and went to the first row of the line, and I backed my friends. I was both praying and continuing our route. It was only a sharp corner left for Demon Creek. We were shocked when we finished crossing the sharp corner. What we had seen was indescribable. Long white as snow, shining silhouette, shaped mass. 
Whatever, it was obvious that it had arms and legs, but its face was ambiguous, and so it started to create sounds of rumble, scream, crying. We closed our ears with our hands. We were throwing ourselves out of fear and flapping on the ground. In the same time, there was blindly shining. I started to recite my known prayers. My friends were yelling, cursing, and they didn't know what they were doing. I was thinking about how to escape this situation and staying calm. I dragged my friends out of that incident. The screaming voices turned into laughter while we were escaping from there. The laughter echoed in our minds. We head back to the village, but we didn't know how we could come back. At the entrance of the village, there was the house of Kimo. When Kamal's parents saw us, they couldn't believe their eyes. They said, What's the matter with you? You have paleness in your face. Mm. We couldn't speak, trembling continuously, make noises like dummies. They informed our relatives. They also came here. They tried to grasp with the mind the situation. I rest for a while and drank some water and told them the story. The villagers were stunned. They told us to thank God that you could come in one piece. We thought that we saved ourselves, but from sunrise to sunset, for 40 days, we had heavy headaches. Skin rash, huge herpes in our lips.